Dear Bastard. Episode 5. This means war. A wardrobe malfunction sets in motion a disastrous chain of events. And before long, the house has hit a new low. All. I attach a copy of an unwelcome dry cleaning bill for one suit and one evening dress. As you may know, Barry has been elected chairman of the tennis club and these garments were meant for tonight's gala dinner where he will host the Lady Mayoress and senior members of the Chamber of Commerce. Our formal outfits were drying on the rack outdoors this afternoon. Evidently, something on one of the upstairs windowsills, perhaps a bird feeder, is attracting pigeons, which in turn are dropping their mess onto our outdoor balcony, and the inevitable happened. The results were obviously highly unpleasant, hence the expensive express dry cleaning job. Could I ask whoever has access to that windowsill, please remove whatever birds are congregating around? This would avoid the problem of the mess in the lower areas. And I would ask that the keeper of the bird feeder, or whatever it is, put payment through my door. Notes or check only, please. Best wishes, Jill. Nota bene, Jill. I should remind you, as I have done on numerous occasions, it is not, in fact, permitted by the bylaws of the Freehold Agreement, a.k.a the house rules, to use balconies or common areas for the drying of clothing. You therefore have no right to demand payment for your dry cleaning bills, as you put those garments on your balcony at your own risk. An inflagrant breach of the house rules would remind all residents to observe adherence to the house rules at all times. Cheers, Trevor. P.S. In this life, we have to accept some things as self-evident truths. Among those, beards are beards. They have free reign to shit off of any windowsill they like. And shit they will. However nice or heavily sequined your evening gown might be. Polite notice. Saturday, 24th of August, 2019. Regarding emergency petition under section 4C, subsection 2, comma, house rules. Dear Trevor, Kind thanks for the reminder in respect of adherence of the house rules and for circulating a copy of the same to each household. I would draw your attention to section 4C, subsection 2, wherein the chairman of the Residents' Association may, when petitioned by a freeholder, confer a one-off right to that freeholder to waive the house rules in an emergency. No doubt you will agree that meeting the Lady Mayoress herself at relatively short notice is a significant occasion in one's life. Hence, the emergency drying on the balcony. A request for which was petitioned to me by Mrs. Gillian Fenelon, and granted as an exception under the aforementioned Section 4C, Subsection 2. As for the birds' defecation. Obviously, they themselves are not subject to the house rules. However, 
Said rules demand a reasonableness test be applied. When a dispute arises when animals, plants, or other forces of nature impinge upon enjoyment of the freehold thanks to a particular resident's actions. Therefore, while it is indeed fair to say that pigeons have, quote, free reign to shit off any windowsill they like, the feeder effectively enticed them onto the sill, which they had previously been unlikely to use in this way. Responsibility, therefore, does indeed lie with the resident who installed the feeder, not with the birds themselves. Yours sincerely, Barry Fenelin, Chairman, Residents' Association, 17 Chekhov Gardens. All. To update you on the issue of pigeon leavings on the common outdoor areas, I ended up spending my bank holiday Monday using a power hose to remove the faeces from our balcony. It did the job nicely. Unfortunately, while doing so, I discovered what looks like woodworm in the casement of one of our sash windows. Barry and I have therefore commissioned a survey of all windows in the property to see how far this has spread. Once the investigation has been completed, we will come up with the costing for the replacement of any and all windows affected. As per usual, the cost of this survey will be drawn down from the common fund. Because the funds are somewhat depleted by the campaign against the Japanese knotweed, the work may demand additional contributions by each freeholder. Barry will revert to the particulars once more is known. Best wishes, Jill. Hi Jill. Appreciate the update. Agree that prevention is always better than cure. We took a look ourselves and all the upstairs windows facing onto the street are unaffected. Please clarify if you're expecting us to pay for the cost of both survey and possible replacement of the upstairs landing window on our floor. Thanks, Robbie and Luke. Hello my friends. Are you well? I am so well. Just a flinny reminder that my windows and patio doors are in fact PVC. Though still in keeping with the remainder of the sash window design of the property, I don't like to get legal about these things, but I'll refer you to Resolution 17 of the Freeholders Meeting of June 17, 2015, where we agreed unanimously to allow me to install these PVC sash windows. I support the repairing of the woodworm casements and would be happy to pass on the details of the PVC sash windows, which I must say are very good. But can I please be exempted from any costs for repairing windows I don't share? Apologies for being a contrarian, but as a wise person once said, well-behaved women seldom make history. Appropriate for this setting. Warm salutations and lots of love, Rolene. Folks, I can testify that Rolene's recollection of events is correct, and that she should not be considered liable for work on other people's windows. That clearly is not urgent. Thinking back to that meeting, Rolene's PVC sash windows were definitely discussed, and at unusual length, actually. I rang up our solicitors to check, and she's in the clear on this one, Barry. Cheers. Trevor. Polite Notice Friday, August 30th 
2019. For the attention of all residents, CC Mr. Gupta, regarding window works, please find attached timeline and cost timeline for the scheduled works. Please contact me should any clarification be needed. All costs are inclusive of VAT. Item 1. Scaffolding cost. Includes erection and removal. £899. Item 2. Cost of initial survey of three Victorian-era wooden sash windows. Wooden door frame and portico window and wooden French windows. £650. As such, the cost per initial survey per flat will be Flat 1, £449.80 Flat 2, £449.80 Flat 3, £299.80 Flat 4 £299.80 Parentheses Will be billed to Mr. Gupta separately. Basement flat £199.80 Should a window or frame need to be replaced, each Victorian-era wooden sash window, including frame, removal and replacement, will cost £1,000. Whilst the cost of replacement of Victorian-era wooden door frame and portico window, including frame, removal and replacement, will be £1,500. The cost of the survey for the back door and portico window, and the common window on the landing, will be charged to all freeholders equally, in the interests of fairness. Please transfer the funds outstanding to the Residents' Association bank account no later than 5pm on Monday, September 2nd. Works will commence Tuesday, September 3rd. Yours sincerely, Barry Fenelin, Chairman, Residents' Association, 17 Chekhov Gardens. Barry, are you serious? Trevor. Barry, it is my joy in life to be a peacemaker. However, I am shocked to read that I am expected to pay for scaffolding that is being erected on my porch to repair other people's windows. I understand it's reasonable that I contribute to the common window, but your other demands have pushed my trademark good humour and gentle spirit right over the edge. Furthermore, I would like appreciated some warning that the works would commence immediately. If coming to my door was an issue, you have my phone number. I've just returned from an isolated yoga retreat to discover scaffolders on my porch and our beautiful shared garden in a complete state of distress. As you know, I take great pride in my handmade pots and one of them has been broken, which is not on. Please recalculate these costs without delay as I am unwilling to pay for this intrusive scaffolding and I in turn will not charge you and others for the pot that was broken. There are some things that money can't repair and that's a saying that has never been more appropriate than now. Lukewarm salutations, Rolene.
Barry, can you have a word with whoever's in charge of the builders? They are messy and loud and smoke on and throughout the scaffolding, which means that we can't open our windows while they're working. I tried to get one of them to put his fag out, but I suppose he doesn't speak English. Guess that's what you get with cowboy builders. Robbie and Luke. Hi everyone. While I must say I have no problem with the builders speaking to each other in Bulgarian, Robbie and Luke are right to say their behaviour is not on. The smoking situation is particularly bad. As you know, I have a small child who occasionally suffers from asthma, and the builder's smoke has been coming in through my kitchen window. Barry, can you talk to the building company immediately and tell them to smoke somewhere else? And while I'm on the subject of smoking, something that's been bothering me for a while. Whoever it is that's smoking wacky tobacco in the back garden under my window, please stop it. A quiet talk on your own now and then is one thing, but it seems to be happening nearly every night. And the smoking sessions seem to be getting longer, and your late-night giggling fits are just infuriating. It always surprises me when people who bang on about the importance of a healthy body and mind then go and pollute that body with mind-altering illegal substances. Take a look at yourself. Gabby. Polite Notice Friday, September 6th, 2019. For the attention of all residents, CC Mr. Gupta, regarding replacement of building company. Dear residents, I share your concerns regarding builders. The building company has been given notice and a new contractor is being found. As the quote that I have given you was the lowest of the two I obtained, I will be notifying you of additional cost for the work to be completed. The scaffolding will stay in place, as this was erected by a separate company, but we may need to pay additional fees as it will necessarily be up for longer than contracted. The house rules are silent on the use of illegal substances on our shared freehold property. However, I will ensure that this is the first agenda item at our next annual general meeting. In the interim, I add my voice to Gabby's request to cease and desist from any deviant behaviour. I will revert with updates. Yours sincerely. Barry Fenelon, Chairman, Residents' Association, 17 Chekhov Gardens. You have one new message received today at 4.01am. Hello, Barry. Given that you still have not acknowledged my objection to contributing to the cost of these works, I feel I should reiterate. I will not be contributing to the cost of these works. Barry. Yet again, I'm not surprised to see the dog's dinner you've made of this. I told you to stop using this firm after the incident with the plasterwork on the gable wall that fell on top of poor old Marjorie. God rest her soul. You know that this outfit is ran by a notorious shyster 
who exploits naive people's susceptibility to false economy, hires inexperienced, incompetent workers, and writes his own reviews on Google. His and your preliminary costings on this job, which wasn't even urgent, have turned out to be totally wide of the mark. Now you're going to raid the common fund to clean up this shit show and the rest of us will have to pay the balance. Again, please, can we convene an emergency meeting to discuss and figure out a way out of this mess? Cheers, Trevor. All. Let's put this business with the builders in perspective. What's done is done and pointing fingers will get us nowhere fast. Yes, the builders made a pig's ear out of this in many ways, and I can assure you I gave them the sharp end of my tongue and they will not darken our drawer again. I did, however, take it upon myself to find a replacement firm with good reference from a dear friend of mine, and they have agreed to complete the work on time at the original quote starting Monday morning at 9am sharp. To be clear, residents will not be paying anything more than the cost specified at the start of this saga. I'm sorry, Raleen but you will need to pay towards the overall budget. In the spirit of good neighbourliness, however, I will see to it myself that you get a new pot. On the matter of pots, and pot, Gabby is well within her rights to demand an end to this. It must stop. Don't let me catch you smoking it. And finally, Trevor, Barry wears his responsibility lightly in public, but it is a heavy burden in private. As a former chair yourself, you know this better than most. You can complain all you like about the scaffolding budgets, but empathy and humility will cost you nothing. Best wishes, Jill. I lost my job, and it's someone in this building's fault. Our resident drug user has not stopped, and over the weekend their smoke filtered into my room when I was asleep. By the morning, it had got into my hair and skin. When I got to work this morning, I smelt like a tent on the third night of Glastonbury and was let go on the spot. When I find out who is responsible for this, I will have sharp words with you. I am utterly, utterly frustrated that some bastard in this building has cost me my livelihood, in addition to all the other crap I've had to deal with since moving in. This means war. Gabby. Thanks for listening to Dear Bastard, written and directed by Andrew Nochty and Paul McCain. Jill Fenelon was played by Sophie Handy. Barry Fenelon was played by Lewis Moore. Trevor McNamara was played by Sebastian Romaniuk. Gabby Hall was played by Amy Gilbrook. Robbie Gold was played by Rory Matheson. And Rolene Van Aus was played by Laurianne Clements. Thanks to Maggie Marie Casto for casting and directing assistance. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for Dear Bastard Podcast or follow the links in the episode bio. And please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts.